everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So today, um, I think, I don't know, I wanted to change it up from what I said, but now I'm deciding. So the topic I had picked for today was um, just what does it mean to be in state of love and um, talk about suffering, the word suffering a little bit. Um, but I also, I don't know when um, I posted the one yesterday, which was about, you know, don't ask why, leave the whys out. That was a good topic as well. So um, I don't know, which one do you guys want? All in favor of why? Raise your hands, I guess. <laughs> or if you want to just do the love, state of love, uh, let me know. State of love? All right. So um, first, let's start with the word suffering. So suffering, I think, from what I've gathered from my experience with clients and just my own life, we've, again, all the words we use, they have energy. They have a meaning for us, and we connect to it with that energy. And suffering, just like everything else, has been passed down from generation to generation. And religion has a lot to do with it as well. That's why suffering is a must, a need in your life, and that everybody in this physical form is going to go through suffering. Now, the energy we've given the word suffering, though, it's uh, sort of, if you put it in that good and bad, we've given it a bad energy to it, that suffering is anything that's like hard and, you know, gut-wrenching and challenging and comes to just turn you upside down and everything, we've considered, we've labeled that as suffering. And then with that label, we've given it a bad energy that's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be that way. But if we change our definition for suffering and maybe even use a different word, either definition for it, use a different word, or even change the energy of it, that suffering is not bad. Just like, you know, when you say vulture, everybody's like, ew, most people. Now, not the unicorns anymore, but most people put vulture like, oh, my God, vultures, what an ugly animal, you know? How can you love a vulture? And, you know, vulture does this. But they're amazingly beautiful. If you let go of the energy people have given vultures, um, vultures are animals that have been praised over the years they clean the environment they, they're really magical beings and when even like they're flying and their wingspan is amazing they're as amazingly beautiful as an eagle and a hawk so now take that concept and put it towards suffering and suffering is just another were to tell you that as you come into these physical forms, you are going to be going through 
challenges. You're going to, it's not even challenge. You're going to be going through life, growing pains, let's call them. As you are, you know, as a baby and you're, as you're growing into toddler and even teenage years, you know, they have growing pains. They have actual physical growing pains. We had them when we were growing. So just as that physical form is shifting and adjusting to its new home and the home is expanding, so is us as we come into this physical form even our energy our learning and how we experience life is growing and expanding so there is going to be whatever you want to call it learning lessons growing pains whatever that is in order for you to finally get into your adult form let's say so that's the shift in view for suffering questions comments so far no all right so with that now if you've changed that term and know that that is a part of life now with love everybody most people not everybody when they say love, they look at it as emotion that, you know, then when you say love, immediately there is a dislike, like there's an opposite of it, that there's hate or dislike or not like it. So there's a shift for love as well to that it's a state of being and it's not an emotion, just like the other ones that is fleeting sort of the emotions come up and you feel them. And then they leave at some point. Another emotion comes up, you feel it, and it leaves at some point. And you may experience that emotion over again in different ways, like sadness, fear, anxiety, um, you know, any other <clears throat> emotion, anger. But love is, if when you look at it as a state of being, just like pieces, then that takes when you look at it from that lens everything you're inviting everything into that state of being even your sadness you're inviting it in your fear you're inviting it in your anger your anxiety you're inviting it in even the people in your life that you know i call them so-called villains of your stories that they've done you wrong or they've <clears throat> been part of your story, those people actually, to me, they're um, a source of bigger love and gratitude because they're the ones that truly help us move and shift and find ourselves. They're the best mirrors because they're the ones that take all those triggers that are hiding in there and bringing it out in front of your face and say, Hey, you've got this. Hey, you've got this. You need to shift. You need to move. So when you come at it from that perspective, that it's a state of love and invite everything into it, then you can shift and see everything as a gift. Everything as part of either part of that growing pain, part of an experience, part of your life, 
and everything flows into that state of love. Questions, comments? No? All right. Yeah, go ahead. I had, I was trying to unmute. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, I actually really appreciated you. I feel like I, you brought this, this idea up kind of in a smaller form in some discussion that we were having. And I don't remember exactly when, but I was going to say this idea, um, just so that you guys know, the reason I'm in Missouri is my mom is really sick and in the hospital and I am, she's basically half in half out right now. So she's making that she's in the process of deciding if she's going to stay or not. Um, and just this idea of um, being able to be here and experience this, like it clicked with me. I found the state in, um, in the same place as when you say being still, mm-hmm. when you're in that moment mm-hmm. where you're connected to the universe, there is no, actually the mm-hmm. why thing comes up, right? There is no why there is. Mm-hmm. And it is. Mm-hmm. And being able to be in that headspace in the presence of my mom has been probably the biggest gift that I've received. It is um, something I never thought I would experience, honestly, mm-hmm. like with either of my parents. So mm-hmm. you just really, I don't know, this touches something really deep to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I'm sending you love. And um And I'm so happy that you're in this space. And this space really is, um, it is like you're holding presence for yourself and everything else and everything in life. Because it's a, um, when you're looking for grounding even, this is a place where you can ground yourself because it's flowing, it's moving and everything that comes into this space is okay, it's part of this space already. It's not outside of it. And um, even if emotions come up, like I said, when, you know, like I'm sure there's sadness in there for you, but even when you bring that sadness into this state of love, into this state of being, even that sadness becomes beautiful, becomes magical, becomes Like, yeah, I appreciate even this sadness because it's part of this existence that just is, that state of being that just is. So everything can be brought into this space and appreciate it and be grateful for it and enjoy it even. Um, doesn't matter and all those labels then actually now how the suffering fits into this that label goes away the good and bad label goes away because there is nothing else but love it's just love physically too we can bring our physical form no matter what we're experiencing what kind of ailments uh, physical pain joint pain whatever that is even that bring it into that state of love and um, appreciate it, love on it. Um, Not go toward the fear of, oh my God, there's something wrong. I'm going to (laughs) die. The um, one point um, that I wanted to make with what you were saying is that 
there's an expectation that goes with the suffering too. Because throughout our lifetime, throughout history, throughout um, what religion has told us, and this is in every religion that you touch, we've been told that actually suffering is good because you need that suffering in order to release somehow and that suffering sort of makes you worthy of that good that you're going to receive the suffering is expected and there are situations that you're expected to play that suffering in a certain way for example um if you go to a funeral there's an expectation of you displaying that suffering and so sort of we conform to that display of how we want to present that suffering as well Whereas I can suffer and my suffering may not look the same as yours. My sadness may not look as yours. So, and take that with also that expectation of that suffering. You need it, you must have it, and you must go through it in order to be worthy of receiving the goodness, worthy of going into heaven. Um, Some of you, I think, have heard my grandmother um she used to believe in that wholeheartedly like because um the religion mentality that she followed is that if she laughed too much if she was happy too much um if she had joy in her life too much she was going to be punished for it so if she had any amount of laughter joy and happiness she needed to balance it out with some sort of suffering. So, and I, I was like baffled as a kid because she would come and we would watch and she loved to laugh. She had the most beautiful laugh. And we would put these movies that she enjoyed and we would laugh and she would tell jokes and she would laugh. And immediately after that time, she had these um, sermons that they would talk about suffering. So she would put on her sermon tapes so that she would cry for the same amount, maybe a little bit more for the time that she had cried. And that was her balance. And it was just like, you know, like, what the, you know? But that's what I was taught as well, that, you know, and everybody around me, they believed the same way. Even now, um, you know, you talk to a lot of people, they say, you know, oh, don't share your joy, don't share your laughter, because if you put it out there, you know, then somebody might do something to you, and you might get, you know, they jinx it or something, that's all goes back to that, you know, we need to protect this, and we need to, there's certain expectations that goes along with it, Um, so yeah, love, 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 it's just a state of being, there's nothing, there's no emotion attached to it. It's just a flow of energy. And truly, truly, the more you flow it to anything and everything around you, um, it just expands and moves and that space gets bigger and bigger.
And can I say that um, since you mentioned that most of us have done like the inner child work with you at some point, it's um, I think one thing one time you said to me, because we were talking about my mom actually a lot in our sessions. So she was kind of like, you know, you're the mom, like your, your higher self mm-hmm. is right. Like responsible for caring for all and loving all of these children. And I have, I think personally learning to hear my kind motherly voice inside is what brought me to this moment where I'm able to do that not just for me, but for my folks, for my parents and their struggles and to those around me. Like, I feel like it was finding my inner voice that allowed me to feel this outward expression and feeling the sun kiss my face and the wind Mm -hmm. hug me and, you know, all that stuff that is, you know, real. So anyway, thank you. Yeah, it goes. I love what you said. Yes, it goes back to connecting with that motherly energy, which is the Mother Earth. So I always say if you want to connect to another form of um, receiving love, look at Mother Earth, Father Sky. You know, if you look at that, that's my mom and dad. And I'm connected to that as well. And there's truly so much love in that concept of earth and sky and everything around us. And then bring that into yourself and you can show your love for yourself in that same way that how the universe loves me or mother earth loves me, or if I'm my own mom, how would I love myself? And then when you bring it internally first, then it's easier to um, take it out to everybody else and everything else around you. So that was a great point. Thank you. 